Valley Real Estate Podcast. Today's guest on the show is Lisa Udy of Platinum Real Estate. So for those of you that don't know Lisa, she's the broker over at Platinum, and she started in real estate back in 2001, and in 2009, she opened Platinum Real Estate as the broker, and she has five kids and eight grandkids, and she loves camping, loves golfing, and is an avid gardener. So she expects to continue growing over the next few years, and for those of you who know her, she's super great lady, um, has had a ton of success, so I'm super excited to have her on the show. How you doing, Lisa? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Good. So back when you were... So tell us how you got into real estate back in 2001. What got what caused you to, caused jump, into you to this? jump into that? So kind of a, well, maybe a longer story than we, we need, but I grew up, my dad bought convenience stores when I was 14, so I had been in the convenience store business, bought three or four as I went along. Mm-hmm. Um, we owned the island market for quite a few years, but um, I was quite burned out on it, had been in it for 25 years, you know, at the ripe age of whatever, <laughs> 40, 40-ish, and um looking for something else to do and I'd always loved homes I'd always loved you know looking at magazines and floor plans and decorating and so you know obviously the natural transition would be to get into real estate so I got my license and worked part-time in it for about three years and then jumped in full-time after that how was it selling your first couple homes how did that go Scared me to death. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, when somebody says, okay, I'm ready to write an offer, and you're like, oh, am I ready to write that offer for you? I don't know. So I had great mentors. I had Kathleen Bermanette over at um, ERA, and she's fabulous, and uh, Diane Hall, who taught me the bones. But until you actually write an offer, mm-hmm. you don't really know what you're doing. So yeah. you need great mentors in this business. Um, and my first offer, ironically, was a cash offer, which I was oh, crazy. like, who has cash to buy a house? And it was a young couple, and <laughs> they were trust fund babies, and they had cash to buy a house. So we struggled through that transaction and got them, got them home. So when, when did you know that real estate was right for you? Did it take a long time, or did you know pretty quick? Um, I knew pretty quick. I think um, my favorite part about real estate was, you know, you get into it because you love the houses and you love all that, but you, you quickly find out that you're meeting super interesting people mm-hmm. all the time, um, especially with the university here. So that has become, you know, the houses are are some of them are great but you don't run into a fabulous home maybe once or twice a year but you run into fabulous people all the time yeah so um it seemed like people trusted me pretty quickly and um so yeah that's i I decided i was kind of good at it and needed to, to keep moving forward so what so you said that people seem to trust you pretty quick what do you think that came from um, well, I'm going to, I'm going to show you right now. I'm pretty blunt. Like if I have a, a problem with the house or, or something's going on, I'm going to tell you. So I'm straight up honest pretty much about everything. You can ask all of my agents in my office. <laughs> if Lisa has something to say, she's going to say it. And so, I mean, if you tell people the truth, 
obviously they're going to trust you. Yeah. So if I tell somebody that house is not worth buying, please don't buy it. Um, they end up saying thank you down the road because they learn that there's problems with it. So. Yeah. And I think it can be so hard for a lot of people to have those hard conversations, but it, it definitely always comes out to help. And I don't know. I just feel like people worry about like offending the other people or, oh, maybe they really like this house or something like that. But yeah, people can really tell and feel that sincerity. Well, and I've had people, I've told them, I don't like that house. I, I feel like there's problems with it and they buy it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, so at least I've had my say and they know what my opinion is. And sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a, ever have a time when you were starting or maybe even years into real estate that you didn't know if you were going to be able to continue doing it? Um, yeah, after the after the housing crash and the recession, um, things got pretty hard. And, you know, I did contemplate trying to find something else to do. But in my heart, I knew that there was nothing else that I could do that that I could control my schedule, I could take care of my kids, I could take care of my family. Yeah, I'm gone sometimes at odd hours, but those are choices that I make, not somebody else makes for me. Mm-hmm. And I've been self-employed my whole life, so I'm not good with bosses. <laughs> yeah, that would be a really hard transition, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. self-employed almost my whole life or worked for my family, so um, giving up that control would be pretty hard for me. So you mentioned earlier you had a couple convenience stores were they all here pretty local or how did that work Uh, my first one we bought over in um garland tremont area a little local and then owned um the country shopper in smithfield my family's owned did own the island market for about 30 years and when my dad decided to get out my mom and i bought the store from him so um at 14 years old, I was at the Willoway in Preston running the till at night by myself. So that's oh, really? how life's changed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. So you had been in real estate about eight years and been, been selling houses and obviously seeing a lot of success. Mm-hmm. What made you decide to open a brokerage? Um, it probably goes back to that decision not to work for somebody else anymore. being self-employed mindset mm-hmm. yeah just being able to control the environment and have the environment that i wanted to work with i worked with some great people but it was not the way that i wanted mm-hmm. to work yeah so i can be as ambitious and busy as i want with nobody telling me you're not doing enough Mm -hmm. (laughs) or you know there's times where life gets in the way and you have to step back a little bit and that allows me to do that that's really cool that this industry has that flexibility it is it's really nice it's it, it is a reason that a lot of people get into this industry is to have that flexibility especially mm-hmm. especially mothers with kids yeah so and and we've got you know we've got some mothers in our office that that's they they love the flexibility of being a real estate agent so that that point right there it being flexible can be a good thing or a bad thing it Correct. seems like sometimes <laughs> So from the time you've been in real estate, what have you found has been the person that succeeds in real estate and sticks around through 2008 crashes and all those times? 
you have to adapt really quickly. You have to, you know, these last couple years, and as you probably know, the market's changing very, very quickly right now based on the interest rates. But the last couple years, you had to put a house on the market and, you know, you got six offers in, in 24 hours and you've sold a house. Well, that's all good and fine, but if you don't have the education, if you don't have the training, if you haven't gone to the, you know, the seminars and have a system down, you have to have a system. You have to follow that system mm-hmm. continuously through the good and the bad times to create a business. So what you're what you're striving for is to do a really good job so you get a referral down the road from from people that are happy. How long has it take how long does it take to get that referral down the road typically till everything starts compounding from your past work? I, I would say minimum of three years up to five okay. years and then you know and then you have to continue that effort from then on. Um, but but well I was gonna say ninety five probably ninety nine percent of my business right now is past clients or referrals. That's amazing. That's really so, good. Yeah. So as long as I keep in touch with people, I, I'm hoping that that continues because I don't like to go out and chase people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and that's good so, that you're at that point, point where you don't necessarily need to do that anymore. Yeah. And you can still have that's a living. That's really cool. really good at right now. Going out and getting that business, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to be tenacious. You have to follow up. You have to answer your phone. Yeah. You have to answer the emails. You know, you have to make sure your voicemail's not full. You can't just text all the time. You have to do face-to-face, which I think we've lost a lot Yeah. in this industry. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, I called an agent today, and I'm not slamming anybody because it's happened to me before, and his voicemail was full, so you couldn't leave a voicemail even. Yeah. Luckily, great guy called me back, but, you know, you got to keep on top of things. Mm-hmm. So... It sounds funny, but you, so you're a broker here at Platinum Mm -hmm. and you're in the real estate industry, but in a way you're not doing real estate. I mean, you're working with past clients and stuff, but that's such a different position to have to be over people and training them. Yeah. How has that been for you? I actually like to train people, so I I don't have a problem with that. I'm very particular um, about the quality that people present as far as platinum's name is concerned so we like our agents trained very well Mm -hmm. but but i like doing that i like being a mentor and i like helping people succeed and you know the more you help people succeed the better the brokerage is so yeah i don't mind that at all so let's take a little bit of a shift um you are an avid gardener tell me more about that Well, I've told you we've moved multiple times in the last 25 years, my husband and I, and every time we move, there's three criteria. The garage (laughs) and the shop have to be there. The kitchen has to be good, and we have to have a garden spot. Nice. So so our house right now, we're on an acre, and probably a third of that acre is in garden. That's awesome. And and, um, so... I just like watching things grow. Uh-huh. It just makes me happy. <laughs> so I'll sit in the garden in the morning. People meditate, but I sit in the garden and watch the bees flit around. And um, it, it's you know everybody has to have a 
a meditation spot or a something they do that's mindless that makes them happy. Mm-hmm. So that's what gardening is to me. It's, it's kind of mindless, but it's hard work. Yeah. But you know what you're going to do is going to, there's going to be a result or, you know, a reward at the end, which is a beautiful garden and lots yeah. of vegetables and pretty flowers and all of that. Is it mostly produce or flowers? Um, I've tried, sorry, I've transitioned into mostly, um, mostly vegetables, produce, because okay. um, I love to can as well. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> So, you know, I make lots of salsas and I make lots of um, canned vegetables, green beans, potatoes, all, just all of that. What started you into gardening? I like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. I like to eat. I like to have fresh vegetables. And um, I think it's just like anything else that you do that you're passionate about as you start it. And you're like, this is cool. Mm-hmm. I want to keep doing this, and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. So, did you garden growing up? Is that what it was? Um, I we did. We had a very large family. My dad was a school teacher, and we had six, seven kids, six to start with, seven down the road. But you know, that's how we fed our family was a big garden. Really cool. Because we didn't have a lot growing up, so we grew a lot of our food, and we had, you know, a lot of our clothes were homemade. But it was fun. So that's where yeah. I learned. So I assume you grew up in Cache Valley. Um, my family is or originally from Seattle. Oh, okay. Um, but my dad went to BYU, and he ended up with a coaching job in a little tiny town called Bancroft, Idaho. If anybody's ever heard of that, it's up by Grace. And um, his second coaching job was at Preston High School. Oh, cool. So I grew up in Preston, actually. Good deal. So I... I lived in Preston until just after I graduated, and then I moved south to the big city of Logan. To get back to real estate, what's what's really your favorite part of real estate? Is it working? Is it training people? Is it working with new clients or past clients? What what's just your favorite part of? My favorite part um, is is all of that, but I think my favorite part, which is going to be odd for some people to hear is just it's a challenge all the time like things are always changing in the grocery business when we were in the convenience store business it was the same thing over and over and over again for 25 years Mm -hmm. so there's really not a boring day in real estate because everything is different and there's a challenge with every transaction and sometimes transactions are super easy and you cheer and you go yay (laughs) (laughs) but sometimes transactions are hard and you just have to figure it out so Mm -hmm. it's just the fluidity of the change and how to keep up with it and how to morph into a better or a different agent based on what you need um, to help your clients buy or sell a house. Yeah. Right now it's changing very rapidly again. Mm-hmm. So this one scares me a little bit because <laughs> 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 things have been relatively not simple. It's not been simple by, for buyers by any means, but for sellers it's been relatively simple and I think we're going to see a very different market and the sellers are going to have a really hard time catching up with the fact their house isn't going to sell in a day. Yeah. 
which we're seeing already. Yeah, we're just so used to that. We're Yeah, I mean, two or three years of that, and that's the norm anymore, but it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going back to the norm. We've been in a, in a unicorn market for the last yeah. three years. So you don't have to give any trade secrets away or anything, but is there anything that you guys are doing to prepare for the next few, the next while? Um, I think what we're doing mostly to prepare for the next little while is just trying to keep up, you know, on a daily basis with what's going on nationally, you know, in Utah, in our Mm -hmm. local markets to try and formulate a plan. And we talk about it all the time. Okay, what's our next move? This is what's going on. The unemployment rate is still low. Um, inflation's still out of control. Okay, they're probably going to higher raise the interest rates again. How are we going to help people? And that's you know that's where we talk to lenders and now. What kind of products do you have mm-hmm. for our people to help them get into houses with with the changes that are going on? So yeah, I, I think it's just being educated with what's happening is what we're doing in our office mm-hmm. to keep is to. To stay current. Is there anywhere specific you guys do your research or get information from? Um, we use FH, F, FHFA and yeah, we use okay. Keeping Current Matters. We use Ninja Selling. Um, you know, just the local news, which is not always accurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we try to interpret that the best we can. <laughs> so, um, we have some people in our office that are very avid in keeping up with the stock market and things like that. So That's helpful. It's, it's really just sharing the information we come across so that everybody knows you know, how, to, how to handle the next change. So you mentioned earlier you are a believer in like seminars and being trained, uh-huh. that sort of a way. Mm-hmm. What book are you currently reading or what books have you read that has really affected your life or... Well, I think the the one book that I've read that I'll probably go back to time and time again is Think and Grow, Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Yeah. Um, just the fact that you've got to be in the right mindset. You've got to, to basically have a plan, but you've got to let your brain figure out what the next option is, which is kind of what we do here is that, you know, you've got to have a positive attitude. Mm-hmm. You've got to have a goal in mind. You have to have a why in your life. Why are you doing this? And you have to um, believe that you can have a positive outcome. So Think and Grow Rich, The Richest Man in Babylon has mm-hmm. been a good one for me. Um, and there's so many, but I my brain doesn't work sometimes. <laughs> so, you know, we've read quite a few. Um, what's his name? I always so, blank on titles. I, I, I totally get, get I it. Too, so. um, anyway, I'd have to get my reading list out, but um, Think and Grow Rich has been one of my all-time favorites. And it's not really about growing rich. It's about the positivity and making your brain figure out how to get what it wants. Yeah. So, Really, you could have the whole world, and we do see this with a lot of um, people that seem to have it all. Mm-hmm. But you could have it all, air quotations, nobody can see me doing that. (laughs) But really, if you're not happy and positive and enjoying life, what's the point of having that all, right? Exactly. And so that's a great book. That's that's kind of how we um, 
our office meeting is kind of funny is because every office meeting we you know we have we have that little note cards and say okay two things you've done this week that are positive for you or somebody else mm-hmm. um, put those down we have drawing at the end of the year but it's oh, it makes you think about you know okay next office meeting what have I done this last couple of weeks that are going to be positive for me or for somebody else so if you're yeah if you're making a million bucks in real estate but you're working 90 hours a week you never home to see your family yeah what's the point what's the point yeah. what's the point so that's that's our office actually our office approach is that you've got to have a life is you've got to have a life outside of real estate i love that that's so good yeah so what do you see happening in cash valley real estate in the next five years gosh i wish i had a crystal ball <laughs> <laughs> don't we all i wish i had a crystal ball um I can tell you what the forecasts are. You know, they're forecasting continued appreciation because we still have a shortage of homes. But it seems like uh, right now we're kind of in a a stall mode because people are trying to get used to, air quotes, the higher interest rates, which are still historically very low. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to change, you know, trade a 3% interest rate for a 5 or 5.5%. We have such a short rate. memory, huh? <laughs> we have yeah. such a short Well, and for the millennials that have never paid more than 4% interest, it's, it's, it's hard. My first house, I paid 12% interest. So I think we're in a little bit of a stall mode till people figure, you know, we get some new loan products or people, you know, every people have to buy and sell real estate. Yeah. So one of my mentors, Diane Hall, told me that, you know, there it's it's just like being a mortician. There's always business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's always death. There's always divorce. There's always job changes. And so we just have to help people figure out how to make those transitions in a different environment sidetrack but i think our market here will remain strong because we have a good economy we Mm -hmm. have good jobs um but i think it's going to take a period of time probably three to six months for people to say okay interest rates are going to be five percent they're going to be six percent we need to curb inflation so that's what we have to do to curb inflation Mm -hmm. And, you know, then have to make a decision of whether or not they're going to. I think we're not going to have as many internal transactions, meaning people moving up that are local. But we still have people coming from out of the area that need to buy or sell homes. Yeah. So I I think we're going to remain not as strong as we were, <laughs> but I think we're still going to, I mean, I think we're still going to see that average appreciation of about 5%. Okay. And I still think, I think our transactions are going to slow down for the time being. Um, but I think that that will resolve itself down the road. So this is kind of a side question and I don't think anybody's going to quote you on this forever, but <laughs> so right now we're about... Actually, I should say what day it is in case anybody's li- listening in the future. Today is June 17th. I was like, what month are we in? <laughs> so today's June 17th, and we have just over like 200 homes on. 245. 245. So it's going up real quick. Real quick. What is about average, do you think? What What's a healthy amount? Well, do you want a little bit of the history that I yeah. had? Okay. Let's so, hear it. 
So in 2001 till about 2006, seven, we had kind of a level market. And this is, you know, there wasn't the population there is now, but we averaged probably in the 650 range. Wow, okay, yeah. so we have a long way to go. We have a long way to go. Okay. During the recession, I remember us having as many as 12 to 1400 homes on the market. So we still have a market that, you know, you're expected to be under contract within the average is, is still less than 30 days. Mm -hmm. And a level market means there's six months of inventory on the market at any given time. So we're still a long ways from being a level market. And we're a long, long ways from it being a buyer's market. Got it. So... Good answer. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, but I mean, that's that's what I say is that just having that history, because people, I get that question all the time. Mm -hmm. It's a very common question, but people like to know, you know, where are we at? Inventory's climbing very quickly. The other thing we're seeing that we haven't seen for the last year anyway, is that builders are starting to list their homes again. They weren't listing them before, they were just selling them. Mm-hmm themselves and there's a couple builders in the valley that have recently dumped not dumped can't, that's the wrong word they have recently started listing a very large amount of homes again that we haven't seen for quite a while mm -hmm. so that you know that obviously indicates change yeah so good answer thanks so much for that yeah um so just wrapping up, do you have any last words of advice for anybody listening to the podcast, just in general terms? <laughs> <laughs> I Well, I mean, I guess my advice is, is if you're trying to get into selling by helping people buy and sell real estate, is unless you have an unlimited sphere of influence, it's a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. I'll have an agent tell you in my office, and he says, and it's absolutely true, is you're going to eat a lot of canned foods for a couple of years if you're depending on it for, for income. Mm -hmm. And, you know, honestly, um, you have to have the tenacity and the resources to get through those first two or three years to get to the other side. So we have a lot of people that get in, you know, they get rich quick, want wannabes or the people that are looking to sell one or two houses a year and use it for vacation money mm -hmm. that's great but if you plan on it being a career you better be really prepared to work super hard not make a lot of money up front unless you have 12,000 people on your mailing list but then you still have to get people to trust you so make sure you get the training you need and the information you need to be um, a qualified professional Good. So. Thanks so much. For people that want to reach out, how can they get in contact with you? Um, probably the best way to get in contact with me, it's I'm a little old school, is my phone number. Text and the phone number uh, is 435-881-3022. My email is lisa, L-I-S-A-U, as in UD, at C, as in cash, V, as in valleyplatinum.com. Um, and you can reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram as well. Okay. Well, thanks so much for taking the time out of your busy day to do this. I really do appreciate it. You're welcome.